0: I know that there are a lot of school leaders out there who are looking to share their voice out with the masses who, like me, have a lot of things to say about education. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you a little bit. Anchor is free. And the great thing about Anchor is there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. The other great thing about Anchor is that it will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. And it's everything you need right in one area to make your podcast. It's great. So, if you're curious about how to start your own podcast and share your voice with the masses, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, everybody? This is Brandon here. Hey, I wanted to talk to you real quick before we started the show and just apologize for not releasing this podcast on Monday. You see, uh, usually I released every podcast on Monday mornings, but uh, this week I kind of got a little bit overwhelmed. And so what happened was it's now Thursday and I still haven't released the podcast. But because of that, something really beautiful happened and really amazing And it helped me to sort of restructure and rethink the way that I'm doing things, especially now during the season with the coronavirus going around. And it helped me to develop some new ways of thinking about how I function day to day. So this podcast is going to be about ways to stay calm in the midst of chaos. Stay tuned and I'll tell you about how I was able to overcome a little bit of chaos in my mind and on my day-to-day. Welcome to the Educating on Purpose podcast. This is the podcast designed to provide educators with practical strategies for empowering students and educating with a purpose. I'm your host, Brandon House. All right, so let me tell you what happened. You see, this weekend, my family and I, we had a beautiful weekend. It was a beautiful day outside, and uh, we knew that we were going to have a long week of uh, work, working from home and uh, trying to get the kids to learn a few things while they're still at home. And so we wanted to take advantage of the beautiful day. So we spent some time outside with the family all weekend. And uh, Sunday night, I think I just stayed up way too late. And then Monday morning, I kind of overslept past my projected time. And I woke up in this frenzy, ready to just kind of get some work done. And the first thing I did after I woke up was I went straight to my computer. I opened up my computer and checked my email. First wrong move, just so you know. But I checked my email. When I looked at my email, I had 339 emails in my inbox. I don't know if you guys follow me on Facebook, but I posted a picture of it on there. And uh, man, when I looked at that inbox, I was devastated. Like I just completely lost it in my head. I started to panic and I couldn't figure out exactly how I was going to respond to all of these people. You see, I am the head of school at at a charter school here in Louisiana and you know, running the school takes a lot. Anybody who's a school leader knows that there are a lot of people who are looking to you for uh, the answers And now more than ever, with all of the chaos and the craziness that's going on, people are looking for leadership and they're looking for answers and direction. And so I felt on Monday morning that it was my obligation to make sure that everybody was led and led well. But the problem was, was that I could not get my mind in the right spot. I was just so completely overwhelmed. There were phone calls coming in. I was receiving text messages. I got a ton of emails and I just could not get myself together. So I did what most people do when they start to freak out, absolutely nothing. I just kind of froze up. I didn't know how to get myself together until I started to think about what was actually going wrong. You see, I was focusing on all of the problems and I wasn't really focusing on how I could provide a solution for myself and for others. And I knew that I was not in the best position to lead other people unless I could lead myself first, and so I had to calm down and so I want to share this podcast with you today uh, just to walk you through the ways that I developed for myself over the years in order to calm myself down in the middle of chaos. so um, I guess an appropriate title for this podcast episode would be called uh, "Staying Calm in the Mist of chaos and if you're a school leader or even if you're just an educator, you know that from day to day, you are going to encounter some type of chaos. In a in a regular school day, if we were back in the school buildings, you know, you can expect walking in day one as a principal, that there's going to be some situation with a student who made a poor choice. There's going to be some uh, upset staff member or parent. There might be an email from your director who's giving you some directive that you weren't necessarily prepared for, and it can completely throw off your day. But uh, with a few strategies that I'm going to share with you today, I, I think that this will help you stay calm in the middle of that chaos. So overall, The most important thing that I recommend for anybody, any type of educator, is developing some sort of daily and weekly routine. And I'll walk you through. Uh, about five or six important points. Let's, Let's make it seven. I've got seven important points that I want you guys to just think about when you're developing your routine. These are seven important components that make your day run smoothly and they help you stay calm. So let's jump right into it. The first thing is reading. Make sure that you carve out some time throughout your day or throughout your week where you are reading. Now, There are two types of readers or two types of ways to read. You know, uh, you can read to learn and you can read for entertainment. Most of the time I find myself reading to learn. I love teaching myself about new tech apps that are coming out. I love teaching myself about new ways to lead or different leadership strategies. And I find myself reading a lot about that. The important thing to note about reading to learn is that there are certain times of the day when reading to learn may not necessarily be as effective as you want it to be. I would strongly recommend that you read to learn uh, sometime earlier in the day. At least for me, this is the way that it works is reading to learn sometime earlier in the day because if I could read a quick article or if I could read a quick blog about something that is Uh, helpful to me, then it sparks other ideas that I can utilize throughout the rest of the day. If you are reading, the the second way to read is reading for entertainment. So if you love reading uh, blogs about people that uh, make fun of themselves and make jokes about themselves, if you are one of those people that just likes to scroll through and, uh, look at all of the random articles that are on people magazine or whatever funny magazine there is out there. Uh, I would recommend that whatever type of article or book that you're reading, if it's entertaining, try reading those types of, uh, materials at night. So what happens for me is that when I'm reading for entertainment at night, it sort of calms me down. If I am trying to read for learning and I see some new idea, immediately I want to act on it. But reading for entertainment just calms me down. It takes me out of my day that I've had and helps me to just kind of relax and prepare for uh, the evening. Now... Uh, you know, as we all know, every day can be a little bit different and sometimes you may not have the opportunity to read, but I would recommend that you at least try to have some time throughout the week where you're just sitting down and reading. The second thing that I would recommend for you to have in your daily or weekly routine is exercise. Exercise is extremely important and Especially in this time where there 's a lot of sickness going around, uh, health is extremely important. If you are a school leader or if you 're an educator, you know that stress is uh, is a huge huge issue and if we are not taking care of ourselves I- with our body physically, then it, it makes it harder for us to stay healthy and helps it makes it harder for us to educate our students and so one of the things that I would want you to think about is when is the best time for you to exercise? There are some people who love exercising in the morning. It helps, the, it helps energize them for the day. That would be me. It, it, you know, Sometimes I love waking up in the morning and just getting ready for the day by exercising. I find that if I start off my day with exercising, then I typically, my brain works a little bit better throughout the day. Now, there are some times, especially in my household, that uh, I, like I said, sometimes I oversleep or sometimes I just don't plan well for the rest of the day and I don't I don't plan to wake up in the morning and I oversleep. Um, I would recommend that you just continue to think about ways that you can make time for yourself to work out in the morning if you are that person that can wake up early in the morning, get it done, and start off the rest of your day. Now... There are people who are not naturally the early birds. There are other people that might be the night owls. And those night owls really get energized and come alive and come up with their most creative ideas. And uh, they're, they're best. they become the best selves when it's nighttime. That is the difference between myself and my wife. You see, I can wake up in the morning and immediately as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to roll. Uh, My wife, she enjoys the evening. And as soon as about 8 or 9 o'clock hits, she is functioning at her highest, best level. If that's you, then I would think about maybe uh, working out in the evening and planning your day around how can you come up with your best and most creative ideas in the evening time. If you have not read, this is a fantastic book uh, by Daniel Pink. It's called When. If you check out uh, Daniel Pink's book, Win, it talks all about the different types of uh, sleepers that we are, I guess you could say. It talks about the biorhythms and the internal clocks that we have inside of us and, and sort of gives us, an information, it gives us some information about how we can learn more about our sleep habits and how that affects the rest of our day. So if you have not read that book, I strongly recommend reading Daniel Pink's book, When, and learning a little bit more about your bodies and your internal clock. The other thing that I would recommend during this time, obviously, we can't go out to the gym. We can't, um, you know, work out uh, wherever we we work out. But there are some options of working out at home. And one of the best websites that I've come across is a website called Darby.com. This is a fantastic website. This is what I use for myself. It is a website that has a ton of standalone workouts. It has workout programs. It has 30-day challenges. It has a nutrition program. It's got a ton of stuff. And the great thing is, is that it is all free. Yes, I said it. it's all free. There's some great resources there that I would recommend for anybody. And most of it, I would say about 95% of the things that I've seen on there are all exercises and workouts that you can do at home. The program that I'm using right now uh, through Darby.com is the Advanced Hit Program, and it just lays out uh, a 30-day plan for me to follow very quick 20-minute workout that I could do in my home uh, without having to uh, get anything prepared, no equipment, nothing uh, that I need to get prepared. I just... Fill up my water bottle and turn on some music and do the hit workout. Uh, the other recommendation I would use if you aren't fond of the Dar- Darby.com, uh, go to YouTube. There are plenty of websites on YouTube. And one of the other people that I follow on YouTube is The Body Coach check it out. Now I'll link all of these things in the description below in our, in our show notes. Uh, But the body coach has a couple of different varieties of workouts that he does at home, uh, hit workouts that he does all the time. One of the things that I've been following there is the seven days of sweat. It's really a quick, awesome program. I even do that with my wife and kids sometimes because they can follow, follow along and, and watch the workout uh, on YouTube with me. So this is a great opportunity for you to get your family involved. And we'll talk more about that on how you can, you can stay in this daily routine and involve your family as well. So we've talked about reading, make sure that you're reading at least every week, make sure you're exercising a couple of times a week and then eat well. It's point number three, make sure that you are eating well as educators, you know, Especially throughout the day, we don't necessarily take time for ourselves to sit down and eat lunch. I can't tell you how many times over my career I've walked into the teacher's lounge and there are more people at the coffee machine than there are sitting down at the table uh, eating their lunch and enjoying their time with their colleagues. So now that we are away from school for who knows how long, I strongly recommend that you carve out some time for your day where you can sit down, eat lunch, and just be still for a little bit. And not just eat lunch, but eat well. Like I mentioned before, uh, darby.com is a great website there is a nutrition plan on there for free, which is really great because once you pick out the workout program that you want to use, they also give you a recommendation for which nutrition plan it works best with that, that workout program. So I strongly recommend that you check that out. But beyond that, the most important thing is that you carve out some time where you eat and eat well. I don't know about you, but for me, I have a terrible, terrible habit of working and eating at the same time. And what that does is it doesn't give your brain the opportunity to to calm down, take a break, reset, and focus on other things. What it does is it just continues to drain your energy. So make sure that If you're working from home, when you have your office hours, for most of us at schools, we have office hours set for when we can teach our kids and when we're not teaching our kids. On those times when you're not teaching your kids during your lunch hour, be sure that you're just away from your computer, you're away from your desk, and you're taking the time to sit and eat and just be still for a little bit. So reading, number one. Number two, make sure that you're exercising. Point number three. Make sure that you're eating well. Point number four, take some time to write or journal. Writing or journaling is a great way for you to, A, decompress for for your day. B, it helps you start your day. Or C, it helps you become more creative throughout your day in whatever role that you're in. Because the the process of writing just releases this, 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 Uh, creativity in your brain that helps you just to um, come up with more and more strategies. It helps you reflect on things that worked well in your day. It helps you reflect on things that didn't work so well. So that way you can make uh, more changes and become a better person. Um, When you're writing in, in your journal or just writing period, there are four different ways that you can journal. Here are the four different ways that I've seen people journal, and you can find these different types of journals online. But the first way is blogging. And blogging is just, uh, you know, if you have a website or you have um, sort of a web page, you can just jot down, you know, and document the events of your day. You can do this in a notebook as well and just buy an old-fashioned notebook and jot down the events of your day. But this is also a great opportunity for you to connect with other people. So if you're blogging, you can just journal the, the events that happened in the day. You can journal about ideas that have popped in your head, uh, a thought that, that kept circling around in your head that you wanted to share with somebody. Blogging is a great way to, uh, to get those ideas out there and share them with people that you love and care about. The second way of writing is not necessarily writing, but it is a way of journaling and that is photo journaling. And there, if you are of the creative mindset, you love photography, if you have a great camera, or if you just have a cool phone that has a great camera on there, um, some people enjoy just taking pictures and those pictures are memories of the day. And so if you are into photography you might want to try out photo journaling. And this is a way just to document the things that happened throughout the day, take a cool picture, and then find some way of archiving it, downloading it onto your computer, maybe printing it out, and then uh, taking that picture and putting it into a, an old-fashioned journal. That is a great way to sort of document the day and bring back memories of things that you want to remember for, for years to come. The third way of writing is gratitude journaling and this is pretty short and sweet you know uh, i've seen gratitude journals where they have two or three bullet points and the the line at the beginning the prompt at the beginning basically just says what are you grateful for and you sit down and you write down two or three things that you are grateful for that day now I've, I've done this myself and the tricky part is, is that the first few days that you start gratitude journaling, you just keep thinking of the same thing. I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful for my family. And you find yourself writing those same things down. But I challenge you to really spend some time really, really thinking about the things that you're grateful for. Once you get into a rhythm, you'll find that uh, it's easier to write down the things that you're grateful for. And you'll think of things that you hadn't even thought of before, like the fact that you are just breathing and how crazy it is that your lungs automatically take in and out breath by itself the phenomenon is is so amazing, it's hard to even fathom. And so uh, you find yourself writing about those little small things that you find to be gifts, especially in this time where so many people are sick and and hurting. That leads me to my last way of journaling, which is prayer journaling. Um, A lot of people... When they start off their day or when they're ending their day, there's a lot of things that are going on, and they just want to find a way to connect uh with with God if they're a person of faith and this is a way just to write out your prayers and uh just let let God know that this is something that you're thinking about, whether it's something you're thankful for or if it's something that you are hoping for or you need. Uh, you need support with or something that's on your mind. Prayer journaling is just a great way to get your prayers out and uh, out on paper. The great thing about prayer journaling is that if you catalog these prayer journals over the years, when you go back and reflect on those prayer journals, you'll be able to see how much progress you've made in life. And just getting those ideas out there and, and praying about them is a great way for you to see once again, how to be grateful and how to show gratitude just for all of the, the things you've been able to come, overcome. So what do I do in this uh, in for my way of writing or journaling? Uh, well, to be honest, I do a little bit of all of these. So I haven't, once again, you know, with this whole situation, the whole COVID-19 coronavirus situation, my whole world has been flipped upside down. And I, I really haven't been able to find my routine and rhythm again. But before that, I what, what I would do is I would try to find, you know, at least once a week, something to take a picture of. And I have a, an app where I can take this picture, download it into uh, this app where I sometimes journal. Uh, you could do this also with Google Docs if you don't have the app, uh, but the app is called Day One. And, um, what I do is I just take a picture, put it into the app. I put a little blurb underneath and said, this is what happened that day. And then I write down three or four things that I'm grateful for that day. I write down three or four things that I want to pray about. And then, um, I just, uh, spend a little time just reflecting over those things. And then at the end of the day, I write down what went well, and I come back to two or three things, very short and sweet. Uh, two or three things that went well throughout that day. And I try to be grateful for those things. And I pray and, and thank, thank God for all of those things that he has, uh, he's allowed me to experience that day. So once again, reading, exercise, eat well, write our journal. Point number five is sleep. I don't really have much more than that besides sleep. Once again, teachers, educators, we are notorious, notorious, myself included. This is for me just as much as it is for you. Remember, my name is Brandon and I'm your friend and I want to help you. And so by helping you, I'm helping me. Remember to go to sleep. Sleep helps you uh, replenish. All of the, the, the necessary uh, nutrients, all of the, the blood flow, all of the airflow that you need in your body, um, sleep helps you just kind of regenerate and recuperate for the next day. And so I know we like to spend a lot of time thinking of, about the best lesson plan that we can provide or for a leader, how can we best support our school but it makes it harder to support the people when you don't have enough sleep your brain just doesn't function and i noticed that this week that without uh, proper sleep i have not been able to uh, to do the things that i normally am able to do just because my brain isn't functioning at its highest capacity point number six be present with your family so this weekend i really came to the realization that this is something that is extremely important You know, I had a friend uh, a couple of years ago tell me uh, she was working her way up through uh, some some leadership rankings in school. And uh, she was a mom and her son had gotten into a little bit of trouble at school. And she, as the principal, get called away from her school to go handle uh, a situation at her son's school with her son. And when she walked in, she gave him the look and said, I can't believe that you would get in trouble. Don't you know that I have a school to run? And her son uh, said to her, Mom, I feel like you care more about the kids at school than your own kids. And that was something that was devastating for her. And uh, it hurt me when I heard about that because uh, I'm a school leader but I'm also a parent. And I want to make sure that I am dedicating enough time to my family and letting them know how much I love and care for them. And it is just as important to lead your family as it is to lead your school. So point number six is be present with your family. There are a couple of ways that you can be present with your family. Uh, The first way is dinner time questions. So my wife is really good at this. Um, we, We don't sit In front of the TV during dinner time, we go to the dining room, we sit down and when we feel like there is no conversation going on, my wife loves to ask these random questions uh, to the kids just to get the conversation going. And they're sort of like, would you rather questions, or sometimes she may ask a question about a a Bible verse, or what did you learn today, or how's your day going, or just something simple just to get the conversation started. It's a great way to connect. It's a great way to learn more about your kids and what's going on in their mind, because as soon as you ask that question, they have a thousand more questions to ask you. So dinner time questions is a great way to be present with your family. Another way is family time games or board games or dance parties. So our family is very loud. We love, we have uh, an Amazon Alexa and uh, Echo Dot, I guess you could say. And we love to turn up our Alexa and uh, play loud music. Uh, Apparently she heard me right now uh, say Alexa and now she's uh, speaking to me. So if you hear that in the background, I apologize. Uh, But we we use uh, Amazon a lot and, and just kind of dance to some music and do some dance parties. It's it's great fun. But you could also play board games. You could uh, come up with your own games uh, and things to do with your family just to just to have fun. So I suggest you spend the time carve that out in in your day where you can spend time with your family. During this time, I know that there are some people who aren't able to see their their extended family, or even their immediate, immediate family. There are some of you that live alone in your, uh, in your apartment or in your home, and you're not able to see your family. Well, there are some opportunities through Zoom, FaceTime, house party, whatever the app is, there are some opportunities where you could just call some people up and play some fun games like, uh, charades. That's a fun game to play over FaceTime. You could have a dance party over FaceTime. I know I, I just had a friend the other day that had a birthday party online where she just logged into zoom. She invited all of her friends and family to be a part of it. They played music. Uh, they all, uh, made their own, uh, their own drinks. They made their own, uh, food and they just enjoyed the time together. So, uh, something that I think would be really fun for you, what I've done, and I'll share more about this at the end of the podcast, but what I've done for you is I've designed a calm toolkit for you ways to, uh, stay calm during this time. And in that toolkit, there will be some recommendations and some suggestions for how you can uh, plan time for your family. So be on the lookout for that. I'll share more with that at the end of the podcast. So point number seven is and this is a recommendation. This is something that I do that personally helps me. But point number two, the, the seventh or sorry, the seventh way to stay calm in the midst of chaos is by praying. This is my strongest recommendation. I know there's some people that are listening that may not be people of faith, but uh, I am definitely a person of faith. And I believe that, uh, talking to God is, is the best way for me to help keep myself calm. You know, whenever I'm feeling, uh, discombobulated and, uh, just out of order, discombobulated people in Do people say that anymore? I don't know. I I said it. It just came to my mind. Sorry. Um, But whenever I feel disorganized and just out of order, the the person that I talk to the most is is actually God. And uh, when I'm when I'm praying to him, I can tell him my deepest thoughts, my worries, my fears with no judgment. Um, And so I just want to suggest that to any listener right now that. If you are sort of feeling some fear, if you're fearing the unknown, um, whether you believe it's going to work or not, I strongly suggest you just try it out. Uh, try praying and and see where it leads you. Um, I personally believe that it, it will help you calm down uh, your your fears. You will feel comfort and uh, you, you will know uh, that there's, there's going to be, there's going to be somebody there listening. So one of the things that I've done, and I'll link this in the show notes is that, um, I have created a Google form, uh, which is just an opportunity for you. If, even if you're not a person of faith, but you feel like you just need prayer right now, you can, uh, put in that Google form, uh, your name or a, a friend's name, if you don't want to say your name or whoever you're worried about, just put it in the, in that Google form along with a quick prayer request. And I'll be sure to be praying for them this week. Um, once again, even if you're not a person of faith, even if you aren't sure about praying or, or what it does for you, uh, if you just are searching for some sort of comfort, feel free to put that in that Google form. I won't share it with anybody. It'll just be for me just to to personally uh, pray for you. So that is an opportunity. Well, those are all of my recommendations for how to stay calm in the midst of chaos. Uh, Just to review, once again, those are reading, exercising, eating well, writing or journaling, sleeping, being present with your family, and praying. And so you're probably wondering, man, Brandon, how do I keep up with all of this? What do I do to just kind of make sure that that my day is going according to plan and according to the routine? One of the things that I strongly recommend is finding some sort of planner A paper-based planner would be best. I can tell you that uh, I tried using uh, a digital planner, and whenever I log on to my digital calendar, automatically I get bombarded with emails. I get bombarded with, oh, I wonder what's on uh, this social media app or what's on that social media app, and I get completely distracted and don't even get to the point that I was trying to get to, which is what is my day going to look like. So. I strongly suggest a paper-based planner. The one that I use is the Full Focus Planner by Michael Hyatt. I'll link that in the show notes as well if you want to check that out. I've used that for almost two years now. And it really, whenever I, I know that I'm getting disorganized is when I start to stray away from the paper-based planner and just rely solely on my digital planner. I might do a podcast one day just about uh, how I organize my planners. Uh, But for now, I would strongly recommend that you check out the full focus planner. Uh, If you guys uh, have any other questions, if you just need any support from me, make sure that you reach out. I appreciate you guys listening to today's podcast and I hope that you guys are staying safe. Listen to me, guys. Once again, connect with your families, connect with your students and make sure that you are just telling them that you love them. Uh, These are uncertain times, and I know there's a lot of stress going on right now, but make sure that you are taking care of yourself. It's extremely important that you are finding ways to take care of yourself and take care of your family first. If you can do that, then you will be the best educator and the best leader possible. I appreciate you guys. You guys are doing amazing jobs. And remember that I love you. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes and find all of today's helpful resources that were mentioned. Be sure to download the 30 day calm toolkit that I created just for all of the listeners. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio podcast. If you'd like to learn more about me, please head over to my website at brandonhousespeaks.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at B underscore House Speaks. Also, don't forget to join me on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash brandonhousespeaks. Thanks a lot for listening and remember, educate on purpose.